Bruins take a three to one series lead over the Florida Panthers. They went six to two on Sunday. Now, if you were to tell me after game two that the Bruins would have to play games three and four on the road, which we've talked about Florida's not really a home ice advantage in the series, but on the road nonetheless, without Bergeron and without Krejci, and the Bruins are going to win the next two games and take a stranglehold in the series, would I have believed you? Yeah, of course. Like The Bruins have given us reason to have that confidence, but it certainly would have been a very, very tall task. And I guess the easiest way to put it, it just speaks to this team's depth that you can go down your number one and number two center and still take care of business on the road against a team that's playing desperate to get back in the series and clearly trying, you know, certain tactics to, to, um, to get the Bruins off their game. Yeah. Depth. And also like just, I'd say mental fortitude to be able to overcome those losses, because I think the, the mental part of it is just as important as, you know, do you have enough skill to be able to do it? Like, you know, guys could definitely look at Bergeron and Krejci being out of the lineup and be like, oh, crap, we're screwed, you know, looking around like, uh, you know, who's going to step up? And it's instead, I think they look around, they go like, we're all going to do it. Like, we're all going to step up. And these last two games, they have. It really has been up and down the lineup, Uh, you know, like – Marshand has been awesome. He has stepped up as a leader on and off the ice. You see Taylor Hall with the four-point game. DeBrusque scores twice. Zaka has basically turned into a number one center ahead of schedule. Like, you know, we're, we're talking about, like, can he be that next year in the future down the road? You know, be a one or two center. Well, he's had to be it in the series, and he has been. Um, Coyle steps up. The defense that, you know was maybe a little bit shaky at times in early in the series, especially game two has been really solid. And you see, you know, Orloff threading needles all over the place and McAvoy setting a physical tone. I think, you know, Lindholm hasn't been as involved offensively, but him and Carlo, I think have really settled in and played like the shutdown defense that we're used to seeing after, you know, Carlo obviously had that one bad turnover in, in game two, they had spent some too, a little too much time in their own zone. Like, you see that getting cleaned up and it's just like I said, like up and down the rot, you know, no second half away, like the defensive job they're doing on the fourth line. It's, it's everyone. And, and it, it reinforces the, just how good this team is. Right. Because yeah, they, they could have lost both of these or one of them. And then, you know, you come back home. If you're tied two two and you think Bergeron's coming back, like you're still probably feeling pretty solid about things. But it has now turned into a longer series and, you know, you're doing a little bit more of, okay, just kind of survive in advance, just get us to the next round. And instead, it's like they've taken control again and they've looked dominant and they've outplayed the Panthers and they've pulled away in these games. And now, you know, potentially wrapping it up and making it a short series is back on the table, which could be crucial because it would get you some rest ahead of round two, which which they obviously could use. Yeah, and actually a lot of the stuff you said just like popped different ideas in my head, which was one of the, one of the things I was talking about with my dad when I was watching the game yesterday was if you had told me what would it be like two years or two and a half years ago, like say pre-deadline that the Bruins got Taylor Hall. If you had told me that the Bruins lineup would include Orlov and 
Bertuzzi and like you just just list all of the the key players that the Bruins have right now like t- didn't think they'd have Taylor Hall like even if you list the Bruins whole lineup without Bergeron and Krejci if you had told me that two and a half years ago I would still be like oh that's a great team um and I would have believed that you know Krejci and Bergeron retired rather than they were uh suffering with an injury at this point and uh weren't able to play and then and then when you do say oh that it was just injuries they could come back then you're like that's that team is ridiculous um so the team's been good enough even without those two um to get it done obviously they did have Krejci for part of the series but um looks like he's going to be out again in game five um which that's like the only injury Montgomery's actually been more clear about over the last I don't know, two days. <laughs> um, uh, so there's, there's just been a lot of gamesmanship with that, but uh, they, in my column, my column after the first game of the playoffs was about Zaka being number one center um, and was kind of a look ahead, but it was also about him having to play the role now. And he's done a great job. Coyle has really stepped up as well. I talked about this on Sunday skate. Trent Frederick has impressed me. And just, um, I think I might've mentioned this last podcast as well. He's just, um, the role that he was drafted for was a center. Uh, and he just like Zaka had not found a home necessarily in those spots, but then you move him over and he looks good there and he's, he's been able to contribute and he's kind of a counter to the Kachucks of the world. Um, when you have them out on the ice. So, uh, they've, they've done a lot of good when they were in Florida, and Taylor Hall has been, I think, nobody looked great in game two. So let's just take that aside. But if you look over the full series, Taylor Hall and Brad Marchand have had some really good efforts, I think, so far. They have. And Marchand is definitely led by example, especially with his temperament and keeping his composure in a series where it's been very easy for the Bruins to respond, uh, get get in the mud, I guess, with Florida a bit, especially in game in game four. Um, but just keeping it to the, to the depth real quick, it's very interesting to me. I think it tells a lot about this Bruins team. Not only are you without Bergeron and Krejci, but the Bruins are up three games to one in this series. And David Pasternak is eighth on the team in playoff scoring right now with two points. He has two points, both of them being a goal through the first four games of this series and the leaders in the point production category for the playoffs so far through four games are Taylor Hall with seven points. We've touched on him briefly. Tyler Bertuzzi, great pickup by Don Sweeney. Bridget, to your point about a couple of years ago, just not not thinking certain guys would be on this roster. So Bertuzzi and Hall leading the way, seven points, six points, DeBrusque, five points, Orloff, five assists. I think at least four, if not all five of them have been primary assists. Martian, four points, so he's leading. And Zaka with, with four assists. And then Nick Felino, four games, three points. So if you were to say Nick Felino would be ahead of David Pasternak and scoring after four games. And by the way, I'm not I'm not blasting Pasternak uh, and his two points so far through four games. I think obviously it's a little – probably a little low for him, no doubt about he's that. He's also a guy that I wouldn't have thought would be on the team at that point in time. Who's that? <laughs> like if you look back to, to the time period I was talking about because, I who'd mean, he's – Who did you say? Nick Felino. Yeah. Yeah, no, him too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at this Bruins roster. It's, you look at this Bruins roster from 2019 when they went to the Cup Finals against St. Louis. It's actually 
crazy how different it is. It's it, you mm-hmm. kind of you kind of feel like it's the same team because you still have the core, uh, the core main guys. You still have Coil and the defense isn't, but even the defense is drastically you know turned over. The goaltending is turned over. Um, so this team is yeah. It, there's a lot of players you can point to in this roster and say yeah, I didn't see this guy being on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just 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 to I guess the, if you guys want to follow up on on uh, maybe just the points leaders through four games and who's who's kind of carrying away. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny you referenced 2019. It's like, you know, the, the debate on that team was who's who's playing second line right wing, Carson Coleman or David Backus? And it's like, that was this year's team. Like, that'd be, who's your 14th forward, Carson Coleman or David Backus? Like, mm-hmm. it's so much deeper. Um, you know, you look at, like, that team's defense. Like, the left side was Zidane Chara, who we obviously all love, but was clearly not vintage Zidane Chara at that point. Like, McAvoy had to do a lot of the puck moving on that pairing and Char just kind of hung back. And then Krug and Grizzly, you know, two smaller guys, which at times was a problem, especially in the cup final. It's like now when you look at that with Lindholm and Orlov there, and it's like those are just like those are those all around minutes eating, do everything guys that, you know, you were wondering where they were going to find them. And now we have two of them and it's, you know, like every move Sweeney, just about every move Sweeney has made the last couple of years, you see it just paying huge dividends right now. You know, we talked about Taylor Hall and, and him stepping up and, you know, which has been needed. Like he's, yeah, he was coming back from injury. I think getting into a few games late in the regular season helped. Um, but like, you know, with some other key guys out, like he's one of the guys you look at and you, you're like, all right, he's talented enough to put up points. Like, let's see it. And now he is, uh, you know, Lindholm on the back end, Orlov, Bertuzzi, we talked about the points he's putting up. Like, Zaka, incredible. It's just one move after another that is, you know, a huge reason why they're able to overcome injuries that would would kill, you know, another team, would kill most other teams. Um, yeah, so it's been been very encouraging to see who's stepping up because it's you know it's this is why you add so much depth is you know it's funny like we were talking about how oh when everyone's healthy you know this lineup looks crazy and it's like yeah the reality of the Stanley Cup playoffs is you almost never have a situation where everyone's healthy like there's always someone out and that's why you build this depth and you know I I still thought that being without Berger and Krejci could potentially threaten them in this series. Never mind going forward. But, you know, I had not, even though I picked a sweep, like I had enough respect for the Panthers that I thought, you know, this could really turn into a tough series for the Bruins with those two guys out. And for them to take control with so many different guys stepping up is super impressive. And, and Bridget, like one player too, who's 10th on the Bruins in scoring so far through four games with one point is a player who I feel like has been one of their best players so far, which is Charlie Coyle. So it's just, again, just like even the guys that they're not lighting up the score sheet, they're doing, they're doing everything right right now. And and it, it's not even just that there are like good players that were added. They were the right players at the right time. So like adding Zaka was the right player at the right time. Um, adding Orlov and Bertuzzi are two guys that are built for the playoffs and you add them right ahead of the playoffs. Like those are two players that are the right player at the right time. Um, goaltending when, when Allmark was brought in, 
he was the right guy because you know you're it was this transition away from Tuca and now you have your two your your new goalie duo and so when you look back at it 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 ends up being they were they were good players but they also had such a good fit and we had talked for a long time you know who's the next number one center and all of a sudden um Pavel Zaka has emerged as the season goes on as that person and you needed him to be your number one center in the playoffs already so he was easily the right player at the right time for this team in a, in a move that was made um he's a much better fit than Hala was anyway so um and then and they're they have been able to move some of the guys that they developed in as well when you think about it Trent Frederick is someone that they developed um obviously they have several defensemen that they developed um you know McAvoy Carlo Grizzly these are all guys that that came through the system but then you look at Lauko Lauko has factored into two playoff games so far um and he's he's had some really strong shifts honestly um especially in game four he had he just hustles and he's able to um like he had the stick lift out in front of the net and he got a, a chance off of it like he's kind of an opportunistic player that uses his speed so he's a guy that has been able to jump in there um and try to impact it and, and obviously Jeremy Swayman is homegrown so you're looking at this combination of players added right piece at the right time kind of things and and um some of the homegrown guys able to to come do that as well yeah and you mentioned Lauga like you see that his speed translates to the playoffs like he, on Sunday he wins a foot race basically from center ice just straight up beats the Florida defenseman to a puck deep in the offensive zone and leads to possession. Um, that fourth line, with no second Hathaway obviously leading the way, and then whether it's, you know, Ben Lauko or, or whoever next to them, um, you know, Felino early in the series, mission accomplished by them. Like, they, they are getting more defensive zone starts than anyone else on the team. And they have not been on the ice for a five on five goal against in the series. So even if they're not contributing a ton offensively, like that's good enough. That's all you need from them. And and Hathaway, you know, another trade acquisition we haven't really touched on yet, but 18 hits and eight blocks in the series, both are first among Bruins forwards. Like that's exactly what you brought him in for. Not just the physicality on the four check, which is important and which he's definitely bringing, but also his defensive zone play. He's a very smart player and he takes away opportunities and he's done that getting in shooting lanes, just helping to get pucks out. That um, guy is tough. Like he's just straight yeah. up tough. Like he took some wax in game four and, and at other points in the series, he's kind of a target because he hits guys. So he gets hit, but he is tough. Um, he's stuck in there when I did not think he was going to, after taking that cross check from Kachuk. Yeah, little little Calgary Flames reunion there where Kachuk cross-checks him in the ribs and then he's lying on the ground and Sam Bennett gives him a little how you doing uh, between the legs. So Yeah, I was uh, thinking that. I was trying to see if they were – I think the timeline, they were all Flames at the same time, right? Well, I certainly believe Scott so. And, and, and Hathaway, but I think – yeah. Yeah, I think they were all there at the same time. You're right, Scott. Um, yeah, we'll definitely touch on that, on that scrum. Uh, and – but I guess just to kind of – get into the game a little bit. 